0: You're listening to a podcast from Victory Alabang. What is the importance of the Sabbath? Learn more about rest in this message by Pastor Ariel Marquez. Today we are actually taking a series break. Last uh, week we finished our series on TGIM. Uh, This stands for Thank God. It's Monday and how many of you are thankful uh, to the Lord for your work? I hope we are. And so that was a series last time. It was a three-part series. We talked about the God who works, the work that works, and the man who works. Today, we're taking a serious break, but somehow, as the pastors in Metro Manila have thought about it, we wanted to preach on something that is still relevant and related to the previous series. And so we're going to talk about rest. Everybody say rest. How many of you want to have some Rest. Okay, how many of you want to have rest in peace? Not yet, okay? Not that kind of rest, but you want rest. So uh, we're going to talk about the Sabbath this afternoon. And so we've entitled this particular sermon as TGIS, T G I S, or thank God it's Sabbath. And so whether you think that Sabbath is on a Saturday or on a Sunday, it is still an S. So whether it's a thank God it's Saturday or thank God it's Sunday, we want to take a look at on what it means to have Sabbath. What does it mean for us to look at uh, rest? Biblically, what is rest? And so the outcome objective for today is to understand true rest and what Sabbath means for us uh, today, resulting in complete reliance and trust in God. I mean, what's the picture of rest Really? Is it just like this guy, you know, being a couch potato, sitting around, not doing anything? Uh, We have a Filipino folklore uh, by the name of Juan Tamad. How many of you are still familiar with Juan Tamad? This picture or this mindset of, uh, you know, Filipinos. Of course, uh, this is more comical than reality, but somehow... Uh according to this particular folklore there are some wanta sayings okay hindi ako tamad masipag na ako magpahinga something like that or di bale nang tamad hindi naman pagod okay and so there are different uh, sayings okay bakka magsisimbago ikaw ay tamad or sa dami ng aking pangarap tinatamad akong abutin lahat something like that and so there are different sayings of this character, but in reality, that is not what we are espousing. When you talk about rest, rest is not laziness. Yes, we cease from work. We don't work on a particular day, but really, what is the objective of not resting? Now, how many of you have a day off at least once a week? How many of you have two day offs in a week? All right. Okay, buti pa kayo, Okay. Uh, We have at least one. The pastors have one day off. So when you talk about Mondays, Mondays normally is our rest day. Okay, for the Muslims, actually, they have Fridays as a, like a day of worship. That's why our churches in Saudi or in UAE, their services don't normally happen on a Sunday. It happens on a Friday because that's the time where people actually have a day off and that's when they go for worship. For Jews, they have Saturday from, the, uh, from 6 p.m. of Friday until the next uh, 6 p.m. of Saturday. That's kind of like the Sabbath. But for us as Christians, uh, it is normal for us to celebrate Sunday as our, um, what you call, rest day. Okay? And we're going to take a look at that, why that is uh, celebrated. And so I'd like to invite everyone to stand. We're going to be reading from Genesis chapter 1. We're going to go back to the origin of rest. Who was the first one who rested? And so uh, please open your Bible to Genesis chapter 1. We're going to be reading from the last verse of Genesis 1 and then continue on to chapter 2 until verse 3. For those of you who are not familiar with Genesis, it's right after the table of contents of your Bible. That's the very first book of the Bible, that's why it's called Genesis, meaning origin, okay? So allow me to read it from verse 31. And God saw everything that He had made, and behold, it was very good. Everybody say, very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. Chapter 2, verse 1. thus, the heavens and the earth were finished, and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, everybody's seventh day. God finished His work that He had done, and He rested. Everybody say, rested. On the seventh day, from all His work that He had done. So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Once again, say holy. Because on it, God rested from all His work that He had done in creation. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this afternoon. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know the significance of of this special day that you've given to us. What does it mean for us to enter your rest? What does it mean for us to celebrate the Sabbath, Lord God? And so we thank you that you will speak to us and grant your people rest. Thank you, Lord God. You will uh, enable us, Lord God, to carry on the work you have granted to us. Bless this preaching, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may all be seated. All right, so... We've just read a text from Genesis, basically, that speaks of the principle of rest. Uh, You have not seen yet the word Sabbath there, but somehow that is the basis of Sabbath, that God rested from the very uh, beginning of time. When He uh, completed His work of creation, He took the seventh day as a day of rest. Now, people are wondering, is it really a literal six days creation, or... Figurative, wherein there are like hundreds of thousands or millions of years, uh, there are two schools of thoughts about this. Some theologians would say it's a literal six days. Some other theologians would actually say, according to science, that it's more than six days. But whatever camp you believe in, what's important is that God completed the process of creation. Amen. What is important is that we realize that it was God who created the heavens and the earth. That we did not evolve from monkeys. Look at the person beside you and tell that person, you did not come from monkeys. Okay? The theory of evolution is that's it. It's a theory. It's unfounded. What is real and what is factual in history and what is more important is that someone created us. We were created in the image of God. Once again, look at the person beside you. And and just admire the beauty of that person beside you. Okay, That person was created in the image of God. Amen. Who we are, the soul, the spirit, the intricateness of the design. There was an engineer. There was someone who wrote the blueprint. Someone created you and me. You look at the heavens and the earth. You look at the different things in creation. Someone thought about it. Someone designed all this. The process of creation. You know, just looking at, if you're a doctor, you'd probably just be in awe of the way our body works. There are systems in the body that talks about God who created us. Amen. That we are not a byproduct of, you know, a blob that actually turned into from a protozoa or something like that. And then, you know, because of advanced evolution, we are who we are right now. Someone created us from internal to external. We see that there are outside, you know, you know. recently they discovered something about Pluto and beyond. How many of you know that someone created the planets? Someone created the galaxies in the universe. Somebody created the stars and the sun that we have. You know, even the placement of the planets. The reason why the earth is perfectly rotating around the sun, not too hot, Sometimes it is. Okay? Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, not too hot, not too cold that the earth would freeze and not too hot that we will actually be burned you know, like a barbecue because someone is making sure that we actually go around and that's what's more important. Someone created us. And for six days, the Bible says, God finished His creation. And on the seventh day, He rested from the work that he had made. Now, if you look at this word Sabbath, what does it really mean? Sabbath comes from the root word or the Hebrew word called Shabbat. Everybody says Shabbat. It's Shabbat, okay? Which means to rest, to cease from work, to stop working. How many of you know that when you talk about Sabbath, it's really about rest. It's about not working. You know. And there are different reasons why, of course, the Jews would celebrate it on a Saturday. But us as Christians, normally, this particular day that we celebrate, the reason why we gather here for corporate worship on a Sunday is because of the resurrection. That's why, you know, we find our practice in the Bible. When Jesus Christ resurrected from the dead, this is exactly why we're doing what we're doing. So the Sunday tradition of you know, this day came from the Bible after the resurrection of Christ. The first worship after he was resurrected was given by the very disciples that he had. In Matthew 28 verse 1, it says, Now after the Sabbath toward the dawn of the first day of the week. And what's the first day of the week? Sunday. Sunday is the first day of the week, right? You know, some calendars have Monday as the first day. And they end on a Sunday Sunday. But the reality is the Bible says that the first day of the week is what? Sunday and you end on a Saturday. Okay? And so uh, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, Jesus met them and said greetings. And they came up and took hold of his feet and worshipped him. So the very first worship service happened on that day, Sunday, resurrection day. The day Jesus uh, rose up from the dead, the first preaching happened on that day as well in luke chapter twenty four when these two disciples were on the way to, to uh, the road to Emmaus. Jesus just appeared to them, and basically he talked about himself the resurrection the resurrected Christ, and he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter Into his glory, and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning him. First worship service, first preaching, first communion happened also on Sunday after uh, Jesus resurrected. When he was at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them, and their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he suddenly just vanished from their sight. That's in Luke chapter. 24. Okay, so for us modern Christians, what does Sabbath mean for us today? You know, I asked earlier, how I many of you normally have two day offs? I think the modern employees now, modern uh, jobs or uh, companies now, uh, I think practice a 40-hour work week. Isn't that right? Five-day work week, 40 hours. It was not like that then. But because of the Industrial Revolution in the 1800s, when the farmers slowly went to the factories, you know, the farmers were used to, like, uh, owning their own time, doing farmer agriculture. But suddenly, these factories have actually put in hours. And, you know, uh, some of the major companies, particularly in the U.S., have mostly Christians as employees. And then there was the migration of Jews, in the Industrial Revolution. Thus, some Christians, of course, would like Sunday as their day off, and the Jews would actually ask the company owners, particularly this big company, Ford, Henry Ford, at that time, would ask for an offset, if they can actually, uh, you know, offset a Saturday. And so Henry said, uh, let's not fool anymore with all the administrative thing. Let's just have two day offs. Okay? Five work week." per per week, and then two day offs for the Jews, you can take off on a Saturday. For the Christians, take off on a Sunday. How many of you are thankful that that was implemented in the early 1900s? But actually, Henry was not just thinking about that as well. He was thinking actually about the industry because he thought that the best customers were his own employees. If they will buy the cars that he manufactured, they need to have the time to use the cars. Makes sense, right? So they need extra days to drive around, because they are the best marketers and advertisers. That's why we now have two day offs. God bless Henry. But what does Sabbath really mean to us for us today? What does rest? This thing called rest. Okay, I have four things I want to share with us this afternoon. First is to revere everybody say, to revere. This particular day of rest is a day wherein we will actually revere the Lord Himself. In Genesis chapter 2, verse 3, it says, So God blessed the seventh day and made it holy. Everybody say holy. Because on it, God rested from all His work that He had done in creation. He separated that particular day. There was something about that day that made it holy. What does it mean for a day to be holy? Is there like a halo on that day, your calendar? You know, holy means simply to separate. When you talk about a person who is holy, that person is separated for the purpose of God. So how many holy people do we have in this place? Please raise your hand. We're holy not because of, you know, what you do. You're holy because of what Christ did for us. And we are separated for his purpose. Are we getting it? So there's a holy people, we have a holy Bible, and we have a holy day wherein we celebrate, wherein we actually look at the you know the completion of creation and celebrate with God Himself. So whether it's in your case Sunday, how I many of you know that today I am not resting? I am working. Today is not my day off. All right? That's why when we were preaching the series, Thank God It's Monday, I really thank God it's Monday. Because Monday is our day off as pastors. Okay? So we don't work on Monday. We spend time with our families on Monday. That's why we don't normally schedule weddings on Monday. And we don't normally schedule dedications on Monday. And we don't normally schedule uh, hospital visitations on Monday. Now, of course, if someone dies on a Monday, uh, that's different, okay? Uh, But for the most part, we don't do ministry on a Monday because we consider that as a day of reverence before the Lord where we can actually spend time with our family, okay? But when you talk about Sabbath, you know, we're not talking about here a ceremonial or a moral law. Okay? the Jews made it a law that if you break the Sabbath, you are a criminal. That's why the Jews would actually ask Jesus, you know, why do you heal on a Sabbath? It is unlawful to heal on Sabbath. But Jesus said, you know, Sabbath was made for man and not man for Sabbath. I am the Lord of the Sabbath. The Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. It is lawful to do good on a Sabbath. So when you talk about this, we're not really just implementing, okay, don't do anything on your Sunday. You know, back in the, you know, when I was visiting Israel, I think back in 2009, about six years ago, we saw, we were there for like 10 days. And so we were able to experience what Sabbath is for the Jews. And in the hotel that I am staying in, there are like two kinds of elevator. There's an elevator for Christians or others, and there's an elevator for the Jews. Elevator for the Jews is called the Shabbat elevator. Okay, Because for the Jews, it is unlawful to do anything on a Sabbath. You cannot press the elevator button on Sabbath. That is considered unlawful and a sin before God. So if you're a Jew, you pick the Shabbat elevator, and all you do is you enter that elevator, and it will stop at every floor. So imagine if you have a 40 story condominium, you will stop and you will reach the, 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 your floor in about maybe an hour. If it stops for at least one hour and, and uh, sorry, one minute and 30 seconds per floor, if that's the case. Okay, so, but if you're a regular person, you can actually do that. So for them, it's actually a ceremony, it's a bunch of rituals that they observe, but we're not talking about that. God is not telling us to not do anything on our day offs or our so-called Sabbath or rest day. We're to consider it holy. We're to consider it a time of rest, a time of reflection, a time of remembering, a time of celebration. Actually, the whole point of the Sabbath really is God celebrated the completion of His creation. He was grateful for that. And He enjoyed that. Holy or God sanctifying the seventh day was both literal and symbolic. It was horizontal to separate and at the same time vertical to elevate because we know that out of all these days, something is very special about this seventh day. Have you ever wondered? I think I shared this before, but I'm going to say it again for the sake of the, the first timers. Have you ever wondered why God created man and woman on the last day and not on the first day? First, maybe it's because God wanted to make sure that provision is available for them. The moment Adam and Eve woke up, everything was there already. They were in the garden. All the food, the animal is there. They were given everything that they needed in the garden when they woke up. And I believe maybe another reason why Adam and Eve were created in the last day is because God did not want Adam to see him working, but He wants Adam and Eve to see him resting so that he can have fellowship with Him. Are we here this afternoon? So really, when you talk about Sabbath, it's, it's about us spending time with God, worshiping Him, honoring Him. That's the reason why we gather here on sundays it's because of the celebration of you know god's goodness upon our lives this is so important because when you talk about sabbath the first uh, of course we are familiar with the 10 commandments okay the first four commandments talks about our relationship with god and the next six commandments deal with the relationship with others with fellow men okay so how many of you remember the first three commandments Okay? You shall have no other gods before me. The commandment number one. Okay? Second is, you shall not make for yourself an idol or any graven image. Commandment number two. Okay? I thought you were familiar with that. Okay? Commandment number three. What's the third commandment again? Okay? Do not use the name of the Lord in vain. And what's the fourth commandment? This is the fourth commandment. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor. And do all your work. But the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. You or your son or your daughter. Your male servant or your female servant. Or your livestock. not even your dog should work on the Sabbath. Or a sojourner, the, 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 the alien who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made heaven and the earth and the sea. And all that is in them and rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed The Sabbath day and made it holy. God showed how important rest is before Adam. That's why he made it a holy day. We take the time to worship the Lord, to honor him, to remember him, to thank him for the beauty of creation, his gift of life to us. Secondly, Not only do we revere God on the rest day, but we also get to enjoy the rest day. How many of you enjoy your rest day? I hope you do. That's why I believe it's not not bad to celebrate a weekend. Yeah, we thank God on Mondays, but we also thank God for Saturday and Sundays. Amen. We're called to enjoy. How many of you know that Filipinos normally know how to enjoy life? We know how to enjoy life, right? Right? Mas kina wala kang pera, enjoy ka pa rin. Right? And so God enjoyed, and He rested. The Bible says, uh, verse two and verse three. It says He rested, and then God rested because of the fulfillment or the finished work of creation. But let me tell you this: God did not rest because He was tired. How many of you know that God does not get tired? And I say a chapter. 40. It says, "Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the Creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. He doesn't get tired. He doesn't get tired of you and me, even if sometimes we are, you know, unfaithful and disobedient. How many of you know that God does not get tired? He's got unfailing love for us. He doesn't get tired emotionally. He doesn't get tired spiritually. He doesn't get tired physically. But why did he have to rest to enjoy?" He rested on the seventh day, not because he was tired, but because he wanted to just sit back, relax, and push back a bit and enjoy the beauty of his creation. He wanted to appreciate that, you know, the the magnificence of what he created. And he saw all he had made and behold, it was what? Very good. Every day he would summarize each day as, it is good, it is good, it is good. On the very last day, he said, all of these things, it is very good. And then suddenly in chapter 2, he said to Adam, it is not good for man to be alone. But that's another sermon for another day. So God wants us to enjoy, you know, our our work. He wants us also to enjoy our time of rest. You know, this word enjoy, if you're going to look at the Greek word I don't really know the Greek word of the word enjoy, but I know what it means. It means have fun. You can go deep and theological about it, but enjoy means just enjoy, have fun. You know, celebrate the completion of the creation of God in our lives. If you know how to worship God in your work, and that's exactly what we had talked about last uh, series, right? Work is for God. We worship God through our work. When you go to work tomorrow, it's a form of worship unto the Lord, right? But we also get to enjoy and worship God, even particularly on Sabbath, our rest day. At the end of the week, we get to enjoy it. You know, in Japan, I saw this in Business Insider in Australia. It says, not taking vacation could soon be illegal in Japan. Because they now have this new term called Karoshi, which means death by overwork. Now, let me just read this, this article that says, uh, Prime Minister Shinzo Abe of Japan is of the belief the Japanese people are working too hard, and he has good reason to believe so. The Washington Post recently reported that one-third of suicides in Japan, and this is just this year, Okay, I think uh, first quarter of 2015, this article came out, And uh, it says one third of suicides in Japan are caused by overworking. The intense work environment has become so integrated into Japanese culture that a new word meaning death from overwork recently entered the lexicon. And this is karoshi, which means death by overwork. We're not designed to work 24 7. Amen. I believe you and I are designed to have rest. And when we rest, when we cease from work, we get to enjoy what God has given to us. We enjoy the fruit of our labor. We enjoy worship. We enjoy our family. How many of you are thankful to the Lord for family time? Come on now. Yes. Okay. On your day of, I hope that you do have quality family time just like this. Okay. Many t- <laughs> You know, sometimes I realize that yes, we are here, present here together, but our minds are not here. We're emotionally disconnected. Hello. You know, you may not be in the office, but your your email is just there, you know, and your mobile device and your iPad and your your laptop. You know, I hope that when we celebrate family time, let it be a no-tech zone. Yeah. Amen. Amen. I'm preaching to myself also. Don't worry. <laughs> love you, love. Because we need to be engaged emotionally. Amen. That is what real family time is all about. It's not just about going to the movies. You know, sometimes you can actually be together and be not together. We can do the same activity and yet not be connected. Tahimic. Ouch. Enjoy. Enjoy the family that God gave us. It's a time for us to just build strong marriages, build strong families. Family ties are built, particularly because. The reality is we're all busy, how many of you are not busy? We're all busy. The kids go to school on the weekdays. The you know the the parents if both are working, they go to sc- they go to the office during the weekdays. Now if you are a housewife, you're still busy. You're probably working more than everybody in that home combined. 24/7 almost. So we've got to spend time and enjoy one another. Turn to the person beside you and tell the person, enjoy your family time. Enjoy your family time. Perfect time for us to let go of work and enjoy the family. Amen. Enjoy the fruit of your labor. Enjoy your time with your wife, with your husband, with your kids. You know, sometimes we dread weekends because I get to spend time with the people who knew me the most. (laughs) Because you cannot hide anything from your family. I mean, they know you. But that's the essence of that. We celebrate Sabbath or rest day by being grateful for what God has given to us. Another reason why or how do we celebrate or what does it mean for us to have Sabbath is to strengthen. Everybody say to strengthen. Genesis chapter 2, verse... Two, it says, and on the seventh day, God finished His work that He had done. Period. Complete. It is finished. You know, He completed the creation cycle for six days. But how many of you know? Though God had crea- completed the creation, He does not stop working. He is still involved in our providence. How many of you know that? that every single day God is working because he's providing for us constantly on a daily basis. Amen. He is also busy working for our redemption. We're not done yet. We are all a construction site. We're work in progress until the time that we get perfected by God that's the time for us to go to heaven. Amen. But yet when we go there, you're going to be just like him. Beautiful. Because you are a handiwork of God. Okay? But everything in creation has been done and has been made. Mankind did not need rest initially. You know, when Adam and Eve were in the Garden of Eden, they were like Superman, they don't get tired. But yet, because of the fall, in Genesis chapter 3, Adam and Eve were tempted, they bit the fruit. And death came into mankind, and the story of deterioration came there. Thus, part of the reason why we rest is because we need to rejuvenate and strengthen again. You know, imagine during the time of uh, Genesis, the patriarchs, the early uh, people in that part of the region, their life was about 700 years or in methuselah is the oldest person who ever lived in the bible and he was about 900 something years 69 969 years old how many of you would like to live 969 years may akasya ka na sa likod buhay okay i mean that's that's how it is you know you're old already and you're you're still alive okay but because of the, you know, because of uh, the flood, after the flood, it became 120 years. The Bible says the life of man is about 70, 80 years if we have the strength, okay? But now because of medical breakthroughs, I mean, if you know that our time is extending again, okay? It is not odd for you to see people who are in their 90s, 100s, okay? I hope to live at about, I don't know, maybe about 90 to 100, but not bedridden, Okay? It's nice to have the quality of life, but yet we need to start now. We need to rest. We need to pause. And we need to take care of our bodies. We need to eat the right food. Amen. Come on now. We need to sleep some more. Come on now. Don't sleep right now, okay? Okay. There's a time to sleep, okay? Not right now, okay? Maybe later on you can get to sleep, but not right now, okay? And so, when the fall came, in Genesis chapter 3, it says... And God was the one who cursed the condition of work. Work itself is a blessing. Remember that? Genesis 2.15, God placed man in the garden to work it, to tend it, and to take care of it. Work was a blessing from God. And yet, in chapter 3, we see this. To Adam, he said, because you listen to your wife. That's why you're cursed. I didn't hindi, context, okay? Because you listen to your wife. Because, actually, if I would add here, maybe a a side note or a footnote, because you listened to your wife and failed to lead in that home. Because Adam was supposed to tell Eve what to do, and he failed to do so. And he let the wife, the woman, to tell him what to do, and thus disobeyed God. Are we here this afternoon? And all the men would say, amen. Lead your wives, amen. Come on now. And all the women would say, oh my. (laughs) Adam's responsibility was to lead his wife. He failed to do that. Thus the curse occurred. And ate from the tree about which I commanded you, you must not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you through painful toil you will eat of it all the days of your life that's the reason why we've got to rest it's an effect of the curse the curse basically had brought us to the point of tiredness and deterioration but yet if you look at creation there's always a 7-day cycle in creation god somehow has built it in us that we are to rest in a seven-day cycle. You know, just there's not enough time to talk about that. But, you know, when, when God told Noah to go to the ark, he said, wait seven days before the flood came. He told Noah, okay, take seven pairs of each animal and each bird. There's something about this word seven. I don't want you to get into numerology here. But really, the design of God is for us to be able to rest seven days in a week. In Leviticus chapter 25, He even said to the Israelites, every seven years, you are to rest your land. If lands should have rest, tayo pa kaya. Us as people need to rest as well. And, and God said, don't even take the fruit from the land in those seven years. Let it rest. Every seven years, the land in Israel should have a rest. Leviticus chapter 25, just check it out. Seven day cycle, we've got to strengthen ourselves, and that is the purpose of rest. What's the first purpose again of rest is for a Sabbath is to revere, second is to enjoy, third is to strengthen. The third is and the fourth, and my last point is to trust. Everybody needs to trust. It takes trust for us to stop working and tell God, Lord, I'm not working on this day. I trust that you will provide. Amen. The first principle of Sabbath or rest was found in Genesis chapter 1. But yet the first instruction and the first mention of the word Sabbath occurred in Exodus chapter 16. The very first time that we will see this word Sabbath was found here in Exodus chapter 16. And the context was the Israelites were complaining before Moses. Moses, did God bring us out of Egypt to die here in the desert? We had food there, we had fish fillet, we had, you know, crispy para. we had everything there. There's nothing here. It's just sand here. We're thirsty, we're hungry. And God told Moses, you know, this are stiff-necked people, but yet I will provide for them. And God told Moses, starting tonight, you will see that I will provide meat in the evening and every morning, I will provide bread in the morning. And thus, it was called manna because the people wonder what was it and that's exactly what the word manna means. So what is it? It's bread from heaven. And God basically said this instruction to Moses, you are to tell the Israelites to get only what they can consume for every day. Don't get more than what you can eat for the day. Because I will provide the next day. Are you getting the cycle? The first thing or the context where in Sabbath occurred was in the time of provision or food. Food was involved in Sabbath. That's why it's nice to eat on a day off. Right? Because you get to celebrate, you enjoy it. And yet, they did not get it. Some of the Israelites took more than what they could eat for the day. You know how it is, they're kind of like some Filipinos, right? You know, you, t- you have take-home. You call it take-home. Eh? <laughs> Ininvite mo na, pang Tupperware na dala, something like that. And that's exactly what happened. Some of the Israelites got from the land because what happened was they would actually notice that when they wake up in the morning, there's this thin sheet of bread. Nothing like it. It's kind of like a crispy wafer. It's freshly baked Every day from heaven. Every day. And as the sun rose, it will melt. You cannot get any more. What you get for the day, you have it for that day. What do you see that as a picture? Jesus told his disciples, this is then how you should pray. Give us today our monthly bread. Our daily bread. It's a story of provision because God wants to provide every day. Yet some people disobeyed. Some Israelites disobeyed. They took more than what they could actually eat. They stored it. And guess what happened? The very next day when they woke up, it was filled with worms and maggots. And there was a sharp stench in the community. Thus, the Lord was angry because they did not obey his instruction. And so this is where we now pick up the story. He said to them, this is Moses, this is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest. What God told them is, on the sixth day, you are to take as twice the amount of food so that it will cover your seventh day, but only on the sixth day. Don't do this from the first day to the fifth day. Only on the sixth day. Because I will make sure that you are provided for. And so it says here, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and boil what you will boil. And all that is left over lay aside to be kept till the morning. Just talking about the Sabbath, the next day. So they laid it aside till the morning as Moses commanded them, and it did not stink. And there were no worms in it, because God declared that day holy unto the Lord. Though they were not working, how many of you know that God is still providing? And that's the essence of the Sabbath. Though we are not working, we can put our trust in the provision of God. You know, Sabbath is not just a rule from the Lord. Sabbath basically is a picture of God being our provider every day. Amen. And God will supply not just some of our needs, but what? All of our needs. Everybody say all of our needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. He will provide that. We need to trust Him. That's why it's good to stop working on a Sabbath. It's nice to cease from work and enjoy God's creation, revere Him, strengthen, and then put our trust in Him. Eat it today, for today is a Sabbath to the Lord. Today you will not find it in the field. When they woke up in the morning, they could not find anything there. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is a Sabbath, there will be none. On the seventh day, still some people—can you imagine? Some people still went out of what uh, went out to gather, but they. Found none. Because the very instruction of God, it will not come on the seventh day. And the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Everybody say two days. One workday equivalent to two-day provision. How many of you know that God can do that? to us. Amen. Because He is a God who is worthy to be trusted because He is a faithful and trustworthy God. Amen. Come on. Give the Lord praise. We can actually just sit back and relax. Even in Psalm 127 it says, while we are sleeping, God is providing for us because He loves us. He says, remain each of you in his place. No one has to go out of this place on the seventh day. And then verse 30, so the people finally rested on the seventh day. It's interesting to note that if you will read the story of the journey of the Israelites throughout the wilderness, every day, every day, every day, God has been faithful in providing manna for them. For the past 40 years, every single day, every day, there's bread and meat, bread in the morning, meat in the evening. And the only time that manna stopped according to Joshua chapter 5, is when they started entering the promised land and they ate the fruit of the land. Then the manna stopped because they started eating the fruit of the promised land. How many of you know that when God closes one avenue, He opens an even better avenue of provision? Amen. That's the way our God works. Come on, give the Lord praise. So we can definitely put our trust in Him. I'm preparing to close. I'd like to ask our team to join me here. Sabbath really talks about the work of Jesus Christ on the cross in the same way that God created everything in six days and said, it is done, it is finished. Jesus also declared that on the cross, it is finished. So when is the day that we should celebrate Sabbath? Colossians chapter 2 talks about that, therefore let no one pass judgment on you in questions of you know New Moon Festival or the food that you eat, and then Sabbath. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the substance belongs to Christ. Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He was the one who gave us Sabbath. He was the one who made sure that he, His people would have the rest that we need. That's why He declared, It is finished, and He bowed His head and gave up His spirit. Because on that cross, we see a completion of the work of Christ. You know, when you talk about rest... Even Hebrews chapter 4 is referring to this rest. We're not just talking about one day in a week that talks about rest. Really, this is talking about rest for our spirits and rest for our souls. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 that, you know, there are some people who were not able to enter His rest because of disobedience. But Jesus is actually giving an invitation to all of us to enter His rest. Not about just a day in a week. Not about just, you know, having a, you know, a vacation somewhere. It's the rest that talks about an eternal rest for our soul. Because we're forever looking for that thing that can actually satisfy us. Nothing can satisfy the whole and the vacuum in our hearts except the presence of God. And Jesus is giving an invitation for that. And I want to end with this scripture. And then we're going to sing. He said in Matthew 11... Come to me all who are labor and are heavily laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. And you will find rest for your souls. Not only rest for your bodies, yeah, we need that, but rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Just to give us a summary of what we talked about, what is Sabbath for us today? It's a time for reverence. When we revere the Lord. It's a time of enjoyment. It's a time of strengthening. And it's a time of trust. Trusting in the Lord. If we have this in picture, that is the true rest that God wants for us to have as people of God. Can we all stand up right now? We hope you were inspired by that message. Listen to more podcasts from our website at www.victoryalabang.org and in Victory Alabang app. Thank you and stay connected.